Previously, on Attempted Adventure. Is it possible that this is something that has happened to Goon? Yeah, that's a magic dark. You managed to free both of these people. Yes, bitches! Come with me, please! We are going to corral them down the stairs into the box, yes? Yeah. You managed to usher these three down. Five out of eight. You know that's how pretty good so far. Five people? There's two people on the deck and one person at the bottom of the stairs, who I just put there. Oh. I grab that guy, pull him down to the box. Chain Devil, pull a rocky talkie, yells into it in Infernal. You see a very hot pirate woman. Hey, what was that they said? If you have to face Odelia or whatever the fuck, run. What I need Morgan to do is blow a hole in the side of the ship. Okay. I'll just grab Billy and jump in. The water now lapping up at the base of the stairs beside you. Okay, I get the box. He reaches and grabs both of their collars, casts Dimension Door. You see Goon. He's shaking Alfie. adventurer are you ready to give it a try i would like to point out that last like probably our segment of last episode was really like buck wild so i can't wait to hear from the three people who listen to this show be like every single rule was wrong you did not do one oh, single thing correct. i imagine that it's all incorrect yes. because like you know what i realized re-listening uh the scale of the ship in the port was not nearly to scale. Uh, yeah. Too small? Oh, too, I had it too big on the map, saying it was 100 feet just based off of my battle map of it, mm-hmm. but it was too big on the port map. So really what you what we said was 500 feet of travel was like a mile and a half. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but Jesus Christ. So, yeah. We, he could get us where we like, need to go. It's Morgan. He's yeah. a mom. Yeah. It would be like kind of boring to be like, what am I doing for my turn? Running the first part of my mind. Yeah. I'm running the first 500 feet. So, yeah. I mean, it's fine. Uh, I'm not too stressed about it, in all honesty. Um, I would like to point out that because of the shenanigans on the boat, we just left behind a lot of their souls. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we did. But that do... is not what Echo asked you to retrieve. That's true. That's true. For all we know, he could fix it. Not my problem. We could go back. Not my monkeys, not my no. circus, not my circus, not my monkeys. No, 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 no. I don't think no, no, no. I don't we think have blown the mad. one chance we got because Talos couldn't be quiet. That's true. She's not very stealthy. While I am while we're down here, I have to ask Morgan if there's some transfiguration. Can you make me look like another person for a while? I got we got somebody's gotta go find Echo and bring him here so he can see the people. Um. What about Marty? Marty is a fun disguise. I don't know that I would stake my life on Marty right now. <laughs> JP has a lot of fun with Marty. This is maybe not the Marty scene. I'm not going to a museum this time. Exactly. Regular JP almost got murdered in a bar here. So I think you, I think Marty would not fare well. The best I can do is greater invisibility for you for just like a minute. Marty it is. What about Urid? Oh boy. Oh yeah, send a word out. If oh, he yeah. doesn't mind. We could send a word out. 
Do we know how to find Echo? I have to assume he told us. Uh, yeah, he's he said he's typically at Gulliver's. P12, the mm-hmm. place we found him. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal. Can we wrap the box so it doesn't look like the same box? Like, I mean, why like... not leave it on the ship and have Orid bring Echo back to the ship? Oh, yeah, that oh, was the... Oh, that's uh, better. That, yeah. yeah. Wait, they think Orin's dead. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, Put a disguise on Orin. Oh, my God. Marty, it is. God. Just Look. put an eye cap or an eye patch and a hat on Orin and call it a day. Why do we bother planning it all? We know it's not going to work. Just go put on the Marty disguise and... Do stealth that's, rolls. Okay, fine. I'm going as Marty. Okay. I, I whip on my Hawaiian sh- No, that's really <laughs> conspicuous. I put on something much less... Your dog my, trainer hat. Yes, yeah. my best um, pirate island costume. Okay. And then I go to the Gulliver, whatever the fuck. Okay. Um, Hi, are you Echo? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Echo, is there an Echo here? Yeah, make just make a performance roll. Or a deception, whichever you want. A 25. Yeah, you are cloaked to high heavens. Um, you barge your way into Gulliver's with a gusto that would earn you some recommendations in there. Um, and you see Echo buddied up to a couple women at the bar uh, laughing at some jokes that they're telling. I go up really intensely mm-hmm. to Echo. And I'm like, excuse me, Mr. Echo, you're needed urgently elsewhere. All right, mate, what the fuck are you on about? I'm having a drink with these fine ladies here, aren't I? Well, it's uh, it has to do with the uh, business you sent a group on earlier. You may have heard some commotion. Oh yes, yeah, something going on out at the port. Indeed, but uh, we'll have to go up towards the what was it? The eye patch. Yeah. The, what that that cove is called the mm-hmm. eye patch. Uh, you're needed in the uh, eye patch. Excuse us, ladies. And then I literally like put a hand on him and just start pulling. All right. Yeah. I think he's pliable enough because he's <laughs> fucking drunk. Fantastic. Um, I'm and bringing him to the last glance. Yeah, you you drag him through the town. There's enough chaos going the other direction yes. that you're able to kind of like slip through the crowd and he's stumbling behind you and he's like, what are you on about, mate? What, what the hell do you need me for? What have I sent you out for? Uh, I turn and look at him and I, I, I pull an <laughs> eye patch up and I'm like, you idiot, it's me. Oh, shit. That's... And I put the All eye right. patch back yeah, down. Yeah, cool, cool. All right, yeah, here we go. Uh, and he follows you back to the last oh, glance. He, like, finger guns at some of the guys on the deck as you walk him down uh, and you get him into the box. As we pass Captain Marlowe, I'm like, he was not here either. Right. And, yeah, you get Echo down in the box where he sees these eight people standing here and he kind of quickly sobers up a bit and he looks around and he's like, oh, now this is great. You did it. Hey, hope you didn't uh, have too much of a hard time with Odelia. You sank her boat. Oh, Fuck, she's going to be fucking pissed about that. We have to get off these islands. Yeah, you better do so right quick, eh? Indeed. Hey, listen, I've got my crystals here for you, but first I wanted to, um... No rush. I just wanted to give you this. Can you hear that to Ellie? <gasps> I've been having this knocking around in my bag for quite a while, and um, it's it's one of the ones that made me sad, so... I thought I'd point sealed? it off on you. Yeah. That's so sweet. Can she open it now? Of course. Uh, For the listener. It's a golden envelope with uh, some word on the back in celestial that is sealed with a blue wax seal with a sparrow atop. Oh, no. Oh, no. I found him. I did it. Do you want me to read it? Yeah. Please, God, any God, if you can hear me, I'm begging you. Let Isla know where I am. Tell her I'm sorry. 
tell her I miss her and I wish I could go go to her. Please let her find me. Please, God, I'm begging you. It's good to know there was no God to answer his prayer. Just a um, drunk bird on an island. Just four idiots and a drunk bird. Yeah. And two birds. <laughs> he's, he kind of scratches his neck and he's like, I don't, I can't really get, you know, to the celestial plane to deliver those. So I thought, you know, if it's not going to go into a God's hands, it might as well go into your hands, eh? I Actually, while I, you're here, yeah. we have one robot and we have one uh, empty vessel. Could you whoop, whoop, swip, swip, swap, fix it? You're like 100% certain that they go together, eh? Yes. All right. He uh, turns Goon towards him and reaches in and pulls... We are 100% certain, right? I did that I pretty so... unilaterally. I was saying it since day one. I think so, yes. Let's do it. He pulls the ruby out and he kind of like breathes on it for a second and rubs it off on his feathers. And he, he looks at it and how it's reacting with uh, Alfie, who's standing beside it. And he's like, all right. And he just sort of smashes it on the ground. Uh, and as it shatters... Well, I could have done that. As it shatters a burst of red smoke columns up into the air and then quickly sucks through Alfie's eyes, nose, and ears. Uh, and he alights quickly before collapsing to the ground. Uh, and he's like, oh, sorry about that, mate. It's a bit of a bit of a hard one every time, you know? Um, and he sits up and he looks up at you all and immediately lays eyes upon Isla. I did it. <laughs> I give him a big hug and she's crying and trying not to throw up again. <laughs> She is throwing up on him. (laughs) 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 Sorry. (laughs) Uh, And even though he's weak and emaciated, he hugs you back very tightly. Is Billy conscious to see this? Yeah. Yeah, Oh, mood. Okay. Sorry, it just occurred to me that Billy was still on the couch dead. I I got my gear wounds. Okay, cool. Either Morgan or This has been a big arc for Isla. This has been a big arc for Isla. This has been a big arc for Isla. Congratulations. I did it. You did it. Nice to meet you, Alfie. Everybody, the guy I've been looking for for a long time. Not that long. We found him. Like I've been looking for a long time. So for like three years. Yeah. <laughs> Before I met you, Scraps. I don't even think she's saying words at the moment. Just, she's just sobbing. Yeah, and like holding him and yeah. hugging. I think he's Gross. doing that right back. He's yeah. he's very frail. He's very gaunt. Mm-hmm. Uh, he looks like he's almost like shaking with fatigue because his body has just been going for three years without end i mean that's Do what I know you, that's what you have years? to assume anyway well you've been missing him for three years you can oh i guess I you're welcome assume. to have any conversation with him can i ask yeah. a clarifying question how did you lose him we were camping because i don't know that he... i know that part of the I don't backstory think do. i think I don't we think did rare. in the very beginning i was gonna say i think we had like we're together and we have talked about it mm-hmm. yeah that her husband is missing yes. and stuff. like i don't yeah. think I don't think in character you've you've shared any details about the situation aside from he went missing on a camping trip. Yep. We were in Which the woods and never rare. came back. Husbands <laughs> rarely go missing while camping. Jesus. Yeah, Amanda, husbands rarely go missing while camping. Don't yeah, worry about it. Yeah, it never happens. What does that mean? Mike goes camping a lot. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh. And I don't even worry. I don't even worry about bears. I bet she never worries about bears. Bears. Oh, you have to. There's only black bears around here. They You yell at them and they run away like that. I could sad. punch a black bear. You could literally punch mm-hmm. a black bear. Yeah, I don't even worry. I don't even worry. <laughs> I was basically, my first question was going to be like, what happened? Uh, yeah, Alfie looks up at you and he starts recounting this story.
On a hike through the mountains, Isla and Alfie made camp beneath a cluster of trees to take shelter from the rain. Realizing their supplies were running low, Alfie decided to take a trip to the nearest town to collect more supplies for their journey. Isla, meanwhile, stayed behind and continued setting up camp. An hour into his walk, with the town now in sight, Alfie was pulled aside. A tiefling he was more than familiar with pinned him against a tree. He struggled under their grip, and two more quickly joined their ranks, holding Alfie still against the tree. Boss is getting awful tired of you not paying up, Alfie boy, said a calm Chorvet, before lighting a cigarette and leaning against the tree opposite Alfie. She's not one for IOUs, you know. Alfie stayed silent, staring at Chorvet intensely. Well, listen, you just hand over the contracts you've collected, and I'll let you get back to your little extended honeymoon then. Chorvet held out a hand expectantly. Alfie made no move to retrieve any such contracts from his bag. And after a moment, Chorvet sighed. This is the third time, you know. I know, Alfie said quietly. And you know what happens after the third time, Alfie, Chorvet said, a hint of disappointment in their voice. Chorvet, Alfie pleaded. They looked up at him, taking one last long draw on their cigarette and shaking their heads sullenly. I'm sorry, mate. You should have just paid your dues. They sighed, reaching into their bag and pulling out a perfect ruby the size of an apple. With a wave of their hand and an infernal incantation, Alfie was whisked into the gem. Hours passed, and Isla had become worried with no sight of Alfie. She waited until late morning in case he was too tired to hike back and stayed in the town's inn overnight, but still he didn't return. She finally decided to pack up and walk into town to ask if anyone had seen him. No one even recalled seeing a tiefling man enter the town the night before, let alone shop for supplies or stay overnight. She tried to find some trace of him, but found not so much as a shoe print to follow. She decided to move on to their next destination in hopes he would be waiting for her there, with a funny story about why they got separated. For days, Alfie faded in and out of awareness. He felt as though he was being weighed down and spun in a slow, ever-turning circle. Finally, after a number of days he couldn't count, he opened his eyes to see he was sitting in the back of a large carriage. He couldn't turn his head, but he could see a strange metal figure sitting across from him. In fact, the whole carriage seemed to be filled with these faceless metal figures. Hello, he whispered to the figure across from him. Where are we going? But he received no response. Hello, can you hear me? Do you talk? Nothing. The carriage slowed to a stop, and he heard a voice from outside the canvas cart call. All right, go on out, get to work. Before he knew it, he was on his feet and climbing out of the carriage, though he wasn't in control of his own body. He didn't direct his legs to follow the metal figures into a camp of tents and carriages, and he didn't instruct his arms to pick up a box from a pile beside one of the tents. It was then that he saw. His hands were the same fingerless metal clamps that sat on the ends of the metal figure's arms. His arms were the same silvery metallic. He was not in control of his body because this was not his body. He watched as this metal body carried out duties it somehow intuitively knew to complete. He watched as the camp they had arrived at was broken down and packed into a caravan. And he watched as the caravan carried him away to a new town he'd never visited before and set up a carnival. Colorful flags with a familiar emblem adorned the site. This is how he'd joined them. Please no, he whispered to himself. God no, he cried softly, remembering his freshman year at Highland University as a wizard.
the first few days on campus, a carnival visited the lot nearby. He and some friends went to drink and enjoy the games and shows they brought with them. After a few drinks, they decided to attend the Big Top Show. A performer named Chorvay put on a spectacular display, and Alfie was completely captured by the prospect of someday being able to do such magic. As a non-magic user, he had prepared himself to study hard at Highland to become a talented wizard. Seeing Chorvay's display, he felt the urge to speak to them, compliment their talent, and ask them as many questions as he possibly could. He sent his friend group back to the dorms without him and snuck behind the big top to a trailer being guarded by a large half-orc. May I speak to Chauvet? He sputtered. The half-orc loomed down at him, a low grumble building in his chest. The door swung open quietly behind him, and Chauvet looked down at Alfie. Come on in, friend. They smiled. Your show was unbelievable, Alfie said, nervously fiddling with the hem of his shirt. Thanks, Chauvet smiled as they sat in a big plush chair and lit a cigarette. You go to that school next door, yeah? They asked, eyeing Alfie. Yeah, I'm studying to become a wizard. Huh, Chauvet scoffed. Study? What's magic got to do with studying? Oh, well, I, I don't have magic by birth. I need to study to become a wizard, Alfie said sheepishly. I didn't have magic by birth either, and he never would have caught me doing an ounce of studying. Alfie looked at Chorvay, confused. There's plenty of other ways to get magic, my friend. Just look at me. I get to travel the country doing what I love, meeting all kinds of new folks, and I don't have a draconic bloodline or special certificate saying I've studied at some fancy wizard school. How did you get magic then? Alfie croaked. Well, now I just got myself a patron, didn't I? Chorvay said, leaning forward in their chair. You could have magic like mine if you want. Alfie's mouth hung open, unsure of what to say. My patron's a fine old gal, always willing to take on new folks looking for magic of her own. She won't even ask much in exchange. Alfie swallowed the lump in his throat. So you're a warlock then? <laughs> well, yeah, duh. Chorvay chuckled. But don't get it twisted. I don't do any blood sacrifices or anything like that for the old gal. I can promise you powers like mine if you want them. You could even have them right now. All she asks is that you recruit three people a year to her. They don't even have to stay long if they don't want. They just have to sign a contract with her through you, and you're all set. Alfie thought in silence for a few moments. Listen, uh, Alfie, Alfie. Chorvay stood and walked toward him, putting their arm around his shoulders. You don't even really have to tell anyone. All those kids at school? Just let them think you're the greatest wizard of your generation. Or let them think you're from some prestigious sorceress bloodline. It's all up to you. You can have amazing powers here and now, and you hardly have to pay anything in return. They produced a piece of paper before him with a flick of their wrist and a small burst of flames. After a few moments of hesitation, Alfie smiled up at Chorvay and signed the contract. They shook hands firmly, a wide smile stretching across Chorvay's face. Alfie wept loudly as he remembered signing his own contract in a carnival identical to the one he now watched being set up. He watched carnival after carnival set up and break down over the course of many months. He often closed his eyes and tried to drift away, leaving the sounds of games, food carts, and laughter in the distance. He got better and better at drowning it out and recalling his favorite memories with Isla. He remembered their first date in the park when the flower garden was in full bloom, 
He remembered celebrating when they both got high scores on exams. Their trip to the Metathian ruins. Their wedding? Please, he croaked out, knowing he couldn't be heard. Please, God. Any God. If you can hear me, please. I'm begging you. Let Isla know where I am. Tell her I'm sorry. Tell her I miss her and I, I wish I could go to her. Please, let her find me. Please, God, I'm begging you. After that, he was able to drift away for longer and longer periods of time. Every now and then, he would tune back in to see what the metal figure was up to. Usually, he found it idling overnight or in the carriage on their way to the next destination or working an already set-up carnival. He tried to keep track of time but found no use for it after a while. He would estimate a few years had gone by from the look of some of the carnies, though. One day, he had been drifting away for a few weeks at least when he was involuntarily pulled back to awareness. Confused and a little groggy, he watched what the metal figure did. He watched it pick up a crate of flour from the storage tent and cross the carnival to deliver it to the fried dough cart. He watched it stop in its tracks. He watched as it approached two women and just stood there. The first, a satyr woman with auburn hair who looked a little roughed up. She turned over her shoulder and stared at him. Though he knew she wasn't looking directly at him, he felt the fire in her gaze. The second, a tall, beautiful water genasi with a sweet smile and a few cuts and scrapes that didn't match her perfect complexion. For the first time in years, Alfie felt his heart pound. Then he felt his blood rush through his veins, and for the first time in years, he caught himself trying to talk to someone he knew couldn't hear him. Isla, he shouted. Isla, it's me! He began weeping loudly, choking back sobs and continuing to call out her name. After years in prison to watch the daily crimes of a group he now regretted ever joining, he was forced to see the love of his life pass him by yet again. He screamed for her at the top of his lungs, and she and the satyr began to walk away. And again, for the first time in years, Alfie tried to move. He urged the metal figure to approach her, to let him hold her and feel it himself. And to his surprise, it did. He laughed aloud, cheering at his victory as he found himself following them. But his excitement was cut short when Isla attacked him. Luckily, he didn't feel the effects of the ice knife. But his heart dropped as he heard Chorvet's familiar voice approach. Oh, no, sorry, you can't be doing that, they yelled pulling the figure out of Isla's reach. He scoured at them as they talked Isla and the satyr woman down from their rage and dismissed the metal figure. Alfie screamed in unheard frustration as the metal figure returned to work. He watched frantically, trying to catch a glimpse of Isla and was unable to influence the metal figure's actions again. He focused harder and harder for hours, trying to reason with whatever sentience may lie within the being he inhabited. When he finally saw Isla and her friends, approaching the alley leading to Shorvay's trailer, two of them with looks he knew all too well painted on their faces. His heart quickened, and he screamed as he took control of the figure again. He cried as he moved her out of the way. It felt like pushing boulders up a mountain as he gently moved her to face another direction, any direction but the one that would lead her down this very same path. He screamed in desperation and anger as Shorvay stepped out, looked him dead in the eyes, gem in hand, and the world went black. No, he breathed. Isla! Isla! His calls meant no response. He looked around frantically, seeing nothing at all. Complete darkness and silence surrounded him, and he wept. 
After some time, a dim light began to grow. Softly, it glowed brighter and brighter until he could see again. Before him was a group, an old man with wispy hair and curious eyes, a blonde elf in monk's clothing, clutching a spear, a shorter human man with a chef's hat and a sneer across his face, a satyr woman with auburn hair, and Isla, staring at him, saying something he didn't understand, or maybe couldn't hear. He didn't really care. He was just so relieved to see her face. He quickly came to realize they had taken him away from the circus and were taking him with them. Thank you, he whispered. I'll find a way out of here soon. Once again, he found himself watching idly as time passed him by. His inability to interact with the outside world now both more aggravating than ever and yet somehow finally tolerable. He could withstand the rest of his imprisonment within the confines of a body that was not his own, knowing Isla had him now. She was competent, brave and resourceful. He knew she would find him a way out, or at least find someone who knew how to free him. He found himself spending a lot of time with the old man, Morgan, and soon found himself enjoying Morgan's company. The old man liked to talk to himself, often having full-blown conversations with Alfie, or Goon, rather, despite not receiving a single response. He came to enjoy watching Goon cook, listening to Morgan read aloud, but mostly he enjoyed when Isla would spend time with him. The happy sparkle in her eyes as she drew on the metal figure, the laughs she shared with her adventuring party, and the way she took charge in times of disagreement and strife. After everything he'd been through, he didn't think anything could shock him anymore. Not until he came face to face with himself. Once again, his emotions took control of the metal figure as he urged it to stride forward, to outstretch its arms and grab the tiefling by the shoulders. He shook himself, foolishly hoping that he could wake himself from this state and return to the soulless body that stood before him. But his own gaunt face stared blankly into space with no response. He watched in silent awe as a large, hawk-like bird pulled something glowing red from inside the metal figure, raised it aloft, and then everything went dark. The smell of sweat and dirt pricked at his nose. The feeling of solid ground beneath him came to his attention. Feeling? Smelling? It had been years since he could do those things. He cautiously opened his eyes and blinked away the blurriness. Finally, she came into view, looking ragged, soaked in blood, sweat, and grime, beautiful as the day he met her. And she was warm as she wrapped him in a hug, a hug he could have stayed wrapped in for decades. He was finally home. so sweet quick question Mm -hmm. what would you have done if we didn't steal him or did you have i've been on the boat i yeah he would have been on the boat he you would have run into the carnival again yeah yeah did you think we were were gonna have to like push it on us a little bit or did you think i you don't want to know how the sausage is made Um, i should have known better Yes, exactly. You really should. <laughs> you have. see a silly character. You gave us a silly character, and we. Are you kidding me? Um, we I would love. Uh, what is the like? Where? What is the layout of the room currently? We're you, like in. You're the still living outside room, the right? house. We're outside the house. Yeah, yeah, just like you're in a like little at the bottom semicircle. Of the yeah, we're okay. in the trash pile. Um, are they still embracing? 
Yeah. I, I imagine know. I imagine that this has all occurred through a conversation of sorts. Okay. So yeah. this he's like telling this story. Okay. <laughs> I would like, yes. I extend yeah. the whole conversation to him. you're like hey. <laughs> in this frail yeah. man's arms. <laughs> um I extend a hand to him and I say hello. My name is Jean-Pierre Severin Sansin. Uh, I am your savior. It is so nice to meet you. <laughs> you know what this is really weird because I know you. This is true. But you, but you think I'm goon. No, I'm, I'm no. Sorry, I'm, I'm Alfie. I, excellent. His hand is like all bones. I take it very gingerly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bony boy. It is so nice to meet you. Yeah, Enchanté. really nice to meet also you. Also goes to shake his hand and it's just like, yeah. I'm sorry if I call you goon. It's just <laughs> going to be like a knee jerk thing. He uh, looks over at the at the empty goon and he's like, yeah, it's a bit sad that, isn't it? He's all drawn on. Yeah. It's just it's like an empty horrible. Up against, <laughs> like a like, scarecrow. Yeah. So yeah, we're gonna get oh, rid we of that. We should set him up. That's we a scarecrow. Yeah, we should put him in a little lawn chair right outside the house. Yes. With like oh, a Goon little. Oh, Goon is not dead. Oh, weird. Goon, Goon is, is not dead. Long, Goon has died. Long I mean, for Goon. all you know, you could find someone who makes like arcane engines for Warforged. Like you could. The, oh, okay. You so know, in the meantime, you could revive Goon as a Goon. I would like to say. We have the buddies, yes? We have like seven yeah. unconscious people. It's seven, I mean, they're right? conscious. They're just not responsive. There's seven others. That's unconscious. I mean, they're there. They move around. They, they Oh, they're moving? Blink. Yeah, they, they walk oh. and stuff. They do Ew. stuff. Okay, I didn't. For, I Ew. thought they were just like yeah. there. Nah. They're Grotesque. They're just sort of standing still, though. They have no directive at the moment. I thought... They, they're all in the same state Alfie is, which is their body is here sort of hanging out. Yeah. And somewhere there is a machination that is it has them trapped yeah. in it. Okay. This is the sentence that you pay when you don't pay back, pay back the pirate Odelia. queen Odelia. Um, who is an arch devil who is obviously a warlike patron. Oh, um, so Shorvay's patron is the pirate queen Odelia. Yep. Got it. Um, so it is really, it is so nice to meet you, Alfie. I do also have something to say that I think may satisfy uh, several of us. Um, so remember that thing about bombings. <laughs> what if, what if those mechanical men were on the boat? Yes. Yeah, yes. there were some on the boat. Not seven. No, there were. I think there were four. You four. counted. Did we? Okay. So they're probably still there, serving the will of whomever. Yeah. What if we bomb them instead? And if any of them are these guys, boop, they wake up. Right, but uh, Echo is there. He's he's. I like, will immediately lose. Thank you for yeah, saying yeah, 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 who yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, Echo's like, right, well, it, first of all, it would be really silly of Pirate Queen Adelia to, like, keep the souls of the bodies that are there there in case, like, an accident happened and one broke and it just went right back there. Yeah. But also... If you break those ones and the bodies are nowhere nearby, the soul yeah, could just... Dis- no, I don't think that's how it works, mate. I think they have to be in close proximity with the intent of putting the soul back in the body. So, like, I'm going to take these folks and I'm going to do... Yeah, what are you going to do yeah, with yeah, them? Yeah. <laughs> what? What are you going to do with them? I'll probably put them somewhere safe and start looking for their, you know, souls. Just working at a carnival. I'm just going to start, like fucking following the carnival and being kind of a dick about it i oh, think so this is your arc i love this for you yeah, this I just kind of cool. are you going on a quest yeah like every century is how i change it up because you know i stopped doing my job so what the fuck else am i gonna do but do a bit of adventure 
Would you say we inspired you to go on a quest? Absolutely not. I've been oh. doing it for longer than you've been alive. Well, I'm, and I'm yet, can you just can say I inspire you to yeah, do? You've inspired me to do a quest, even though I'm the one who gave you the quest. That's going to start my next quest. Yeah, interesting that we You're had to welcome. do the quest that you could not do. No, I was really just testing it out because a new Alfie was on there, and I wanted to see if you were as good as you seem to be. Because it's weird that like a group of people just comes up and is like doing something for a god. Yeah. Echo. I don't know. Yeah. I like Before you start bad. this quest, mm. I need mm. you to do your old job for me because I almost died on this mission. What does that mean? I need you oh, no. to deliver some cheese on a beach to a mouse named Carlo and his family. <laughs> Quite literally not my job, lass. <laughs> You're I a take, delivery person. I take prayers that appear magically in my little bag and I bring them to the gods. Okay, well, okay, if some cheese magically I was going appears to say, in your bag... What if the prayer comes in the form of a piece of cheese? Quite literally, <laughs> that not is how the prayer is. Of course it is. What if I take I'm the just going to say, hey, I'm going to say, yeah, it's not going to happen. But okay, I'm going to say, yeah, I'll do that. What if... Carlo! <laughs> <laughs> you are, yeah, you are hurting someone. <laughs> I need you to know that. Who, who a rat? Yes, his name is Carlo. <laughs> if you can live with that, then so be it. What are you, chicken? I'm a Bird. hawk, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> Tastes the same. Revolve. Oh my god! We wouldn't have these people here without Carlo. Carlo was integral to this he mission success. He was integral to this mission success. I've got... He has a hungry family. I promised him cheese in order for his help. I've got a few people on the island who owe me a favor or two. So I will send someone to the docks with a big plate of cheese and find the most rat infested area and put it down and hope that Carlo is there, I guess. Well, maybe put a tag on it. Say this is for Carlo. Yes. Can, can, Love Billy. Can the rats read? <laughs> to talking, Carlo from Billy. Know. Why do I know about rats? This is your job. You're the ones who propositioned a rat to help you onto the ship. I don't know why I'm being asked these questions. Can a rat read? I don't know. Is a rat reading it? Of all the birds we've met so far, this is the funniest one to have this conversation. And also, he's like, so far, you literally partied with him a whole night and he was the same even temper the whole time. Now he is just he's fucking so flustered. flying off the handle, <laughs> pissed about rat physics. <laughs> I will have someone bring a bunch of cheese to the docks. With a card that says a to card Carlo. That says to Carlo. I guess so. And family. <laughs> from who? Love Billy. Billy. Oh, right. All right. From Billy. All right. You got it. You got it. Sure. I feel like you're just appeasing us. No, I'll, f- I'll fucking do it. It's okay. all right. Inside check. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here, you know what? It's not great. Okay. Nine. Did you roll? Nine? Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's going to do it. <laughs> Good enough for me. I got a net 20. <laughs> I'm a fucking nose. He's going to do it, but he's pissed about it. Okay. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. I look Go up ahead. at my husband for one second, just like, eyebrow, you gonna do it though? Gonna do that? Yeah, yeah, he's gonna do it. He's not happy oh, about shit. it. Oh, shit. I didn't roll an eight. I rolled a 15. Oh. Oh. You yeah. don't know. Well, we don't fucking know. Yeah. We, we both know. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he's like, now about these crystals, I've got them right here for you. And he, uh, he like hands over a little leather pouch that he's been keeping them in. Billy takes them. But listen, you know, we closed it for a reason. 
Obviously. I'm not, what is the reason? I mean, a lot of things. Uh, I think he... Uh, make an insight check. Oh, I just okay. used my... Oh, I got a net 20 again. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh. I got a 17. Yep. 14. 24. Net 20, 24. 19, 17. 17, 14. I think he's kind of beating around the bush at this point. Like It almost seems like he's like not certain how much has been told to you already. So he's not certain how much to impart to you. Um, and he kind of says, I- I've got to be completely honest with you guys. I-, I don't do my job anymore. And we-, we turn the crystal off, essentially, because the gods aren't listening. Like, well before any of this, they stopped caring almost entirely. Typical. About a century went on like that before, like, we and the me and the others had to break the crystal and like almost all prayers had gone unanswered until that point and guardians had to start picking up the slack providing for clerics and people just started to wonder why things had changed and started looking for answers to their unheard prayers and eventually found the guardians post and started spreading word of it and trying to use it themselves so we broke it in order to stop them from discovering just how powerful that crystal can be um, so then, of course, you can imagine that the secret keeper went off and started doing what she does best and erasing any documentation or rumors of that place existing. So we set out like a small settlement of gnomes in charge of guarding the only scalable mountain face in oh, hopes yeah, we that met they them. Could... Yes, yeah. uh, you should maybe uh, think about sending some reinforcements. They will not have very Somebody big bigger, girl, maybe somebody yes, bigger. Well, so, yeah. Giants? So... Uh, giants, maybe. So we like over the, over the centuries. This happened like three hundred years ago. We we broke it like three hundred years ago, but we had to go in and like do some rearranging and shit, and like adding traps and all that. And I mean, it's obviously not foolproof, but uh, it's all we could come up with, short of destroying the place entirely. Yeah, I mean, the traps were pretty easy. Yeah, well, I mean, pops and except acrobate. for this one eye of the beholder puzzle that was like extremely <laughs> hard. You know, surprisingly few people have heard of a, a beholder before. So, <laughs> what are you going to do about that? I guess no it's good for me. So. No foreshadowing on that one. Yeah, kind uh, of relies on you having watched Stranger Things on Netflix. <laughs> That's not true. A beholder is like the. It's on the cover of many of the books. Yeah. Um. Um. JP raises his hand. Yeah. Question? <laughs> yeah, you in the oh, chef's yes, hat? Yes, thank you. Very well. Um, <laughs> how many gods are there? Oh, countless. Like, oh. people start worshipping a god and, and eventually it becomes... it becomes a real god. Ah. Like, gods are the answers to people's needs and prayers. Yes, uh, I see. Billy raises her hand. Yeah, you in the horns. Uh, I mean, like, if it makes you feel better, I don't think we intend to leave these crystals there forever. I think, like, we'll probably end up breaking it up again when we're done with them. I I guess it all comes down to what needs to happen, af- what happens first after you fix and use the crystal, but then, of course, what has to happen after that? Like, how, how is this shit all going to get fixed is the question, and what is the resulting factor as far as those Guardian posts go? Because mm. if you turn time. the crystal on, it's not a guarantee that the gods are going to start doing the jobs again, you know? So... JP raises his hand. Yes, you in the pirate hat and the chef's hat. Thank you. Uh, Jean-Pierre with the uh, morning sun. Um, (laughs) (laughs) This is so bizarre. (laughs) I love this bit. Um, When we put the crystals back in the big crystal, Mm. we unburst the baby crystals. (laughs) Weird way to put that. This is odd. I know. I don't know why I said that. Um, What happens? 
do we touch it and it goes and he's like we talk to people well it's typically used specifically by guardians and we don't really need to do any sort of interaction with it in order for it to work for us but i imagine if you'll have telos there you'll you'll be able to use it either through her or with her Neat. But I'm not really sure. I mean, I've never broken a crystal apart and then gone and fixed it, so I'm not really sure what happens after that. Talos, did you know that the gods weren't listening anymore, or like, uh, um, I I do think that's news to us. That's yeah. news to, to us. You. Yeah, I I haven't needed divine intervention since the beginning. There's never been a situation so bad that I couldn't handle it myself. So. I, I, I guess I didn't know either. It, it never really occurred to me. That's fucked. <laughs> I just, mean, is it... Just gonna say that? I don't know. That the, is it that fucked? Well, the I'm a shouter, exactly so the... maybe if we really shout, they'll hear. When did the gods stop talking? 300 years ago? 400. Four, four, which, who what? is this? Who is this? 400 years ago. So there <laughs> was... You... There was a century. Or did Morgan answer that first? And then... <laughs> well, I don't, I don't Who know. was that? I don't know. That was we. I guess my back was turned. I Sorry, was confused. Yeah. No, I was throwing a voice. I was doing a Morgan impression. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. A, it, a century went by before they broke the crystal be, because gotcha. in that century, people noticed the gods weren't doing anything. So to cover it up, guardians around the world started picking up the slack and trying to like make up for it. And then I don't know if you know. I don't even know if like. Pops and Ecrave and all them know yeah. if other okay. crystals had to be broken or not, but they broke their own. All this time, I've been saying I have the power of God and anime <laughs> on my side, and I actually had the power of birds and anime on my side. That yeah, different, but still good. It's, pretty it's good. like it's, it's like good. going to a store, and they don't have the brand of salt you usually buy, so you buy the store brand, and it's not quite the same, but it's not bad. I mean, it's salt. It's salt, salt, You just salt. can't wait till it's run out and then the old thing can come back. Yeah, that's, mm. that's, yeah, exactly. Well, listen, that is kind of the crux of my next question. For 300 years, we have been godless and everything is pretty much running smoothly. I think it's like a slow trickle effect. Yeah, so... There are obviously certain things guardians can't do. That's why there are guardians and then there are gods. Like, guardians aren't meant to do this thing forever. Obviously, we're not doing a great job if, like, people are going out of their way to find answers themselves as to why the gods aren't answering, answering them. Because, say, a cleric reaches out to their god, and often clerics can speak to, directly to their gods in one form or another, and they hear like an operating tone and the operator's like sorry so and so is not available right now who can so that so it's like it 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 may not seem like the biggest deal right now but somewhere down the line shit's gonna get real fucked up people are gonna take advantage of the fact that there's no divine intervention whatsoever make an insight check it's climate change oh nat 20 18 you all know firsthand shit is fucked up in a thousand years. Oh, right. And whether that is a direct line from there being no divine intervention specifically, or if that just 
had a bearing on what was also going on and allowed those terrible things to happen is not 100% mm. clear, but you know, a thousand years down the line, shit's pretty fucking bad. Well, that's and there's so no birds. question, I guess, and is like... magic is oppressed. And there's no birds? Is You don't know. 300 years ago, 400 years ago, how much history do we know? You know a decent amount. Like, you've been to museums and stuff. The Was, Like, 400 years ago or further back... Was it like the Garden of Eden utopia? Mm -mm. There are elves that were alive back then. You yeah, probably dad. met a couple people who were alive back then. The difference between about 300 years ago and now is Listethriel is fairly new. Being a large, like, multicultural country of all different people, for a long time, Listethriel was made up of a really big elven community, a, like yeah. a small dwarf community over here, a whole halfling state over there. And then it all, we, they all came together and said, like, hey, we're all working towards a common goal. So, like, the idea of this new political climate that you're all in where, like, everybody is important to the leader of Listethriel, who you don't actually know, I don't think, because it's, you know, not common, common knowledge. knowledge so far. But, yeah, it's basically, like... You might not know the entire history of all of Listethriel simply because it's so new that it's one big country. Like within okay. the last like 50 I guess, or so yeah, years. Yeah, what I'm, I guess I'm like, is the moral of this arc that a godless society is doomed to failure? <laughs> no, I think, I, I don't think that's the moral at all. I just think that it's a circumstance that there has been no divine intervention and say 1500 years or so in the future you've been there firsthand shit's pretty bad is that a direct correlating thing you don't know maybe echo uh, you guys are leveling up and the gods were like oh they can handle it yeah we're out because you guys can do it now that'd be pretty fucked up because they did not give me the proper tools with which to well, be know. a god maybe you can figure it out <laughs> i think i'm gonna fuck off and do an adventure oh you should quest yeah i'm gonna quest okay goodbye Oh, that's all you wanted from me? No more questions? Bobby, you want to hang out? <laughs> <laughs> With does, that, does that answer your question? <laughs> I was worried. <laughs> Do you think birds can burn? I don't know. I think we're going to have to go find... Who's the last Fight one? Fight the gods Secret to convince out? them to go back to answering prayers. But does it... Okay, does the gods answer the bad prayers? Who, whose morals... It's Are like, working for it's pretty selective depending on the god. I have no bearing on, you know, whose prayers I'm supposed to deliver. I just mm. deliver them and then the gods are like, boo, What's boo, the most fucked up prayer boo. you've ever replaced? <laughs> I cannot Story say. Time. You do not need to know, sir. Okay, I think we have to go find the secret keeper. Right? That's the next thing? I mean, yeah, she's got the last crystals. Where does she live? In my nightmares! <laughs> Yes, he sees her when he sleeps. She's my sleep She knows when he's demon. awake. She hasn't. She knows if he's been bad or good. She is what I that. am to Alfie. She. I mean, yeah, she can like do some spectral shit, but usually she doesn't do that if she can't just unless she can't just like come up and take the shit herself. Why would that be? I I I don't know. Uh, do you think do you if... have like a ward or something on you that stops you from being tracked? I was gonna say Maybe. that. You do. Oh, okay. You are wear you're yeah, wearing. Oh, we those are all wearing yeah. the. Um. So, what if we put like a little note out while you sleep, meditate, 
and like it entice her with a secret, right? She wants secrets. <gasps> so we write down a secret. That's not how it works. She's not like into secrets. Her job no, is to the, keep about the, uh, the Guardian, secret. whatever. We write it down and we say, this is to be published. What? <laughs> what? We are going to send this to uh, uh, the Penguin Books. <laughs> We're already like on her list. We could just take off all of our wards and like put them in a safety deposit box and then like go into a clearing in the woods and wait. And then she'll come hang out. I don't know. Will that's, she? that's true. I'm keeping my ward on. You can be the bait. I can handle it. I mean, insane. if you're together and one of you doesn't have a ward on, she'll be able to find you. Oh. What does it's she not do like when she finds you? She will try to erase the data. She going to try to fight? Okay, let's do that. That sounds fun. Well, hold on. <laughs> Here's the thing about her. In the time since the gods stopped doing their jobs, she has started taking hers like 150% more seriously because, well... Yeah, come on. We're uh, going to need to know this. I mean, yeah, it, it basically like to pr protect the gods in the celestial realm. She has started erasing all written history, all, all word of mouth history, anything she she basically knows when things about this are written down or spoken about. And she has stopped caring about the circumstances that need to happen in order to make those things gone. Okay, but also she is like at least sort of kind of mortal like you guys, right? She's like the same thing. I mean, yeah, like, unless, unless killed, we'll, we'll just, like, keep going for good. Gotcha. But she's gotten really fucking sick, mate. Well, so have we. Right. It's, been a, it's been a weird few months. <laughs> yeah, a few months compared to a few centuries. I wonder how that'll balance out. Are good you luck saying, to you. like, we shouldn't... I mean... We should yeah. take her out? But, like, if, I'm if saying it comes do down whatever to it, you need to do. I'm fucking out of here. I'm looking for these people's souls, and that's what I'm doing. It's a cool, cool quest. Kind of jealous. You're welcome to give oh, up yes, on we just have to trying go to defeat a god. Yeah. Kind of sucks. Well, we've seen them. So. <laughs> Taylor elbows you again. Oh, it's a little bird arm. You are so pointy. You are so pointy. <laughs> well. Okay. I'm a, yeah, I'm going to go fuck off. Tell a person and bring some cheese down to the... Dogs. Thank you. We appreciate it. And uh, try not to get... Murdered. You too. Yeah, well. Yeah, I'll definitely try. He just like waltzes on up out of there. When the chest door closes, um, I look at Talos and I ask, "Are all the rest of the birds dicks like them? They are so rude." Ecker I was really nice. literally don't know anybody. They just sort of put me in my little Danny plane. They were like, "Do your little thing." Put, do yeah, but like room. nobody ever came over for like a mixer. <laughs> no, that's not really how it works. Oh, that's sad. Do you think we should kill the secret keeper? I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to either. But it would like, be if nice if we annoying. could work things out. I just don't really know how like what ruthless is... she's going to be. Well, look, what if I'm saying we write this stuff down, use it as bait, Get if somebody said a clearing in a forest. Love that. Very atmospheric and spooky. Good, good for that's fun. Billy's home turf. No. Mm -hmm. Yes. Where does where? Uh, yes. Love the forest. Do you know a good uh, clearing where we would have the advantage? Mm. Question for uh, Billy and also the DM. 
You know what? We have not filled out this entire map yet. Oh, would you like the new updated map? Sure. Yeah. All right, you should have that now. So you got plenty of space to like where you like, you know, where your hometown is or. How far up the coast did we get? Just to Malibu, right? Yeah, you were Malibu. kind of around Malibu and Olstive. Okay. You left out of the Olstive port. Cool. I'm going to pop out really fast to go find Marlo. Is it like the middle of the night? It was. They were like at dinner when we ran on the boat. It's been a while. Okay. Um, I go to the captain's cabin and I like tap on the door really lightly like I'm a kid who just threw up. <laughs> <laughs> Mom. Mom. Mom, I threw up. I threw up. Uh, Captain Milo. <laughs> I threw up. You hear a you hear a empty glass clatter across the floorboards uh and then like a weird creak and then a couple footsteps and then the door swings open in front of you. I wave a little bit. Like I threw up too. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I realized we need where are we going? Aye, we got a, uh, <laughs> we got like a job or something, I think. Yeah, where, where, where is it going? She throws up on you. <laughs> oh, no, no, good luck. Where are we going? We're going to the, port. no, we're at the port of the town. Yeah, we are, we are leaving. <laughs> we're going. Back oh, so- to, I know we're going. We're going. Are you, Jimmy, what the fuck is going on? There's so many eggs. You Help! did this. You're the, you're in charge. She's overheating. We're like yelling at Jamie for not knowing <laughs> 17 accents. Come on, Jamie. What does she sound like? <laughs> Come she on. She sounds like this. That's not real. Yeah. Well, yes. I. All right. We're, uh, we're, we picked up a job. Yes. To transport some goods. Yes. Those are already on the ship. Yeah, good. First thing in the morning. Yes. We're going to be setting sail back towards the eastern coast of Lestethriel. Okay. Dragon not, Coast. Not quite the Dragon Coast. Oh. A little north. Little north. To. Little north. 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 Glarwick? To yeah. a town called Glarwick. Ah, have you heard of it? Oh, you're not there. <laughs> okay, thank you. I'm so sorry to disturb you. Yeah, you know, hey, you, uh, do you happen to have a bottle of rum in your pockets? I got ale. I got uh, my microbrew. You micro are not there. Oh. He's just running around the ship saying <laughs> I that. Got I got ale. Um, I got it. No, but I can I can go find you some if you want. I would be back. Ah, no, just okay. fucking I'll scream for Brand. Brand. Oh. oh, we don't have to be quiet. I said, okay, never mind. I felt, <laughs> You're the one who was whispering. Yes, I, I know. I felt that I, I I felt like I was in the hallway of a hotel. Like, hello, can I? Can I? Mom, I swap. Oh. Right. And is it your turn on the Xbox too? No. All right. I'll. I will go. Okay. Good night. So you're all on the ship. We're good to just like. Oh yes. Take off. All right. Actually, sooner the better. If we do it now, we love it. I am too fucking drunk to sail this tomorrow. Tomorrow. Okay. Yes, but we're not here. Yeah. No. We are. Like we are. I'm sorry. Who are you? Yes. I've never met you before in my life. Yeah. Maybe get off my ship. Uh. Just go back. Okay. I will go downstairs. I mean, off the ship. Downstairs. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Farewell. Good night. No, I saw you die. Oh, the sea monster. The yeah. God, oh, God there was like squids. a tentacle or something yes. that came up. I, it was while everybody was looking to the yes, way. Yes, everybody was. I will spread the word on ship that okay. they all saw you Very die. Very good. All right. Good night. Bonne nuit. Yeah. <laughs> and then I go downstairs and say, we are going to Glarwick. Anybody know it? Uh, everybody make a history check. Let's see. With advantage. Well, that was not good. 16. Oh. 11. 20, 30, 20. Uh, everybody but Mido kind of knows it's the town that's right on the border of Solaire. 
So, like, there's a pretty decent human population there of people who have just sort of immigrated over the border. Um, but it is, it's got very, very deep roots in halfling culture. It was for a long time a very small halfling country that kind of like trickled out on the edges and sort of mixed with other cultures. So there's a lot of love for other cultures there, specifically because there's a big religious community of people who worship Yandala, who is like the main halfling god. Her whole vibe is just like everybody loves everybody. Like share what you have because people around you are your brothers and sisters. Yeah. Um. So it's it's a really really nice really is it happy, culty happy or community. is it like golden? No, it's like say, golden it sun. It's, okay. All like... right. No, it's basically like because they worship Yandala and because that is just ingrained in halfling culture. It's like they've had pops there forever. Gotcha. Because everybody just like grew up that way, you know. So yeah, it's Hippie a really hobbits. really nice. Big hell yes. Yeah, it's a really nice big halfling and human community with a lot of other people who move there just because it's beautiful and coastal. I bet okay. you a Is there lot. There's a forest nearby to fight a god. It kind of yeah, it backs up into the foothills of a small mountain right range. On. I bet you a lot of people from Glarwick were at Fantasy Coachella. You guys, it's like their yeah. scene, you know. Hey, uh, what's a pirate's favorite coastal town? Glarwick. <laughs> <laughs> That's a t-shirt. Hope everybody's keeping keeping hey, count of our a, t-shirts. What's a pirate's uh, favorite letter of the alphabet? Arr. You would think so, but it's actually the C. Oh my god! Wow. Yeah! wow! Yeah, I got you. Disappointing. I was like, it's not R. You're right. Couldn't have been R. R. Couldn't have been R. I think for a second you just go Q. <laughs> Uh, it's actually M. They're big into the M's for some reason. Mm. Somebody should matey. matey. So uh, you know that that will be about a two-day journey. So one sleep right in the middle, unlike last time where it took you about three because you kind of had to serpentine yeah. through those smaller islands. But this time you can just go right up over them. Yeah. Zap. Zip, zap, zooey. Nice. So what are you guys doing? I'm feeding Alfie soup. Oh, stop. That's so sweet. <laughs> It's a good idea. Yeah. He seems very, very malnourished. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm putting Goon's body in a hammock with a sun hat and a I'm putting one <gasps> up like a like a cut in half pineapple with a fake drink and an umbrella sticking out of it. In his hand. Morgan is already looking through a book trying to find how to make an arcade engine and he's because he's a little teary eyed that Goon is gone. Oh Aww. man. Oh, I'm like, you should make him really good at arm wrestling. Oh, that's a good idea. He writes that down on a checklist. A I whispered write that it, down. Write that down. I'm like whispering to Alfie. Did he? Did he say anything about us? Like, what did he say? You should make him be able to do this. And then I do that thing where I grab my foot and then I jump, jump through it with it. my other foot. <laughs> that's really cool. I'll, I'll. He writes that down too. Cool foot thing. <laughs> um, I'll remember that. <laughs> don't write that down. You're gonna want to uh, be more specific in writing. Billy Ord comes up to you with a Golden Sun iced tea already made. Wow. Just, just thought you might want it after like a really hard adventure all the yeah. shit you usually go through or it <laughs> i love you so fucking much cheese beach oh my god <laughs> cheers with a word yeah you do the elbow thing oh my god do i ship billy yeah. and Orid? <gasps> do i wow. ship billy and Orid? <laughs> does Orid ship billy and Orid? <laughs> yes <laughs> uh yeah you guys kind of uh have a very weird like low-key night where you're all obviously need your rest from that crazy thing you just did aboard the infernal heart but also this kind of overwhelming emotion of having alfie back and losing goon and 
Uh, yeah, so... It does feel like we've lost a companion in ways, mm. but gained one. Yeah. What are you talking about? He's right there. <laughs> yeah, it just kind of looks like he's chilling. Yeah. He's kind of just chilling right He's, he's kind of just chilling. And you know, he's talking just as much as he did before. <laughs> Facts. Yep. But is he going to, you know, make appetizers in the same way? Probably not. Yeah. It's too bad. I mean, Alfie was there. Alfie he knows, knows how to, how to do, do, it. do it. He watched it. He learned from first-person perspective how to make Crab Rangoon. Yeah, Alfie, would you say that you have an aversion towards appetizers now or a flair? I'd like to try to make them, but I can't guarantee they'll be as good as goons. Wait till your fingers strengthen up a little more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, think... he made them with clamps, for God's sake. Put I don't some... think dexterity. I don't, I don't think I could do much mixing right now, if we're being completely honest. This is fair. Shh, shh, shh. <laughs> <laughs> just, just passes yeah. out. Well, there's cream cheese in the fridge for when you feel better. <laughs> What's a fridge? Um... Oh, sorry. The ice box! <laughs> ice box! <laughs> ice box! <laughs> you said that with your whole face. <laughs> you used your body. Oh, yeah. The ice box! Listeners <laughs> <laughs> will never see. We'll never know. Take a video of it later. <laughs> Put it on our story. Yeah, please. Uh, all right. So... Yeah, you guys kind of have like a chill night. If there's anything anyone wants to do pre-long rest, otherwise we can pick up in the morning. No, I'm like dead. Yeah, I have nothing. <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> yeah, that very that. <laughs> Isla, no, uh, Billy is currently like holding a like a flesh wound on her arm. Yeah. Her arm is like hanging. <laughs> I by was healed a bit. I need this long rest so bad. It's your DM, Jamie. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Attempted Adventure. I hope you liked it. As always, if you are liking what you're hearing, please go ahead and subscribe to us wherever it is you get your favorite podcasts, and make sure to leave us a rating and review. It would be an enormous help, and we would super appreciate it. If you are not already following us on Twitter and Instagram, we are at AAdventureCast, and we always make sure to give you a trailer for the new episode and keep you updated on things to come. So go ahead and give us a follow there, and if you're going to post anything about the show, make sure to use the hashtag AttemptedAdventureCast, as well as tagging us so we can see it. I am so excited for you to continue hearing more episodes of Attempted Adventure Woven, and as always, friends, I will catch you in the next one. Bye!